Hi everyone, so today we're on the second day of third week and our readings today will be coming from Genesis 30 and Genesis 31, Psalm 11 and Mark chapter 12. Um, so Genesis 30. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, Give me children or I'll die. Jacob became angry with her and said, Am I in the place of God, who has kept you from having children? Then, Jake, then she said, Here is Bilhah, my maidservant. Sleep with her so that she can bear children for me, and through her I can build a family. So she gave him her, her servant Bilhah as a wife. Jacob slept with her, and she became pregnant and bore him a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and given me a son. Because this because this she because of this she named him Dan. Rachel's Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, I have had a great struggle with my sister, and I have won. So she named him Naf. Naphtali, so beg your pardon, Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her maidservant Zilpha and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's servant Zilpha bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, What good fortune! So she named him Gad. Leah's servant Zilpha bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, How happy I, I am! The woman will call me happy. So she named him Asher. During wheat harvest, Reuben went out into the fields and found some mandrake plants, which he brought to his mother Leah. Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Will you take my son's mandrakes too? Very well, Rebecca said. He can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. So when Jacob came in, in from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her the, that night. God listened to Leah and she bore, became pregnant and bore Jacob a fifth son. Then Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my maidservant to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God has presented me with a precious gift. This time my husband will treat me with honor because I have borne him six sons. She named him Zebu. Zebulun, I beg your pardon. Um, sometime later she gave birth to her a daughter, I beg your pardon. Sometime later she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and opened her womb. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph, and said, May the Lord add to me another son. 
After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children from whom I have served you, I beg your pardon, for whom I have served you, and I will be on my way. You know how much work I have done for you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, please stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. He added, Name your wages and I will pay them. Jacob said to him, You know how I have worked for you and how your livestock has fed under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly and the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now when may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you? he asked. Don't give me anything, Jacob replied. But if you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark colored lamb and every spotted or speckled goat. I beg your pardon, yes, speckled goat. They will be my wages and my honesty will testify for me in the future. Whenever you check on the wages you have paid me, any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted, or any lamb that is not dark-colored, will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. Let it be as you have said. That same day he removed all the male goats that were speckled or spotted, and all the speckled or spotted female goats, all that had white on them, and all the dark-colored lambs, and he placed them in the care of his sons. Then he put a three days journey between himself and Jacob. While Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flocks, um, Jacob, however, took fresh cut branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and made white stripes on them by peeling the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering troughs so that they would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they mated in front of the branches and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Jacob set apart the young of the flock by themselves, but made the rest face the streaked and dark-colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob had would plate a big pot, and Jacob would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so they would mate near the branches. But if he, but if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way, the man grew extremely prosperous and came to own large flocks and maidservants and manservants and camels and donkeys. Uh, Genesis 31 
Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken everything our father owned and has gained all this wealth from what belonged to our father. And Jacob noticed that Laban's attitude towards him was not what it had been. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Go back to the land of your fathers and your relatives and I will be with you. So Jacob sent word to Rachel and Leah to come out to the fields where, where his flocks were. He said to them, I see that your father's attitude towards me is not what it was before, but the Lord of my father has been with me. You know that I have worked for your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me by changing my wages ten times. However, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said, the speckled ones will be your wages, then all the flocks gave birth to speckled young. And if he said, the streaked ones will be your wages, then the flocks bore streaked young. So God has given away your father's livestock and has given them to me. In, bre in breeding season, I once had a dream in which I looked up and saw the male goats mating with the flock were streaked speckled and spotted the angel of god said to me in a dream jacob i answered here i am and he said look up and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked speckled or spotted for i have seen all that laban has been doing to you i am the god of bethel where you anointed a pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now leave this land at once and go back to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah replied, Do we still have any share in the inheritance of our father's estate? Does he not regard us as foreigners? Not, not only has he sold us, but he has used up what was paid for us. Surely all the wealth that God took away from our father belongs to us and our children, so do whatever God has told you. Then Jacob pulled his children and his wives um beg your pardon, then Jacob put his children and his wives on camels, and he drove all his livestock ahead of him, along with all the goods he had accumulated in Padam Aram, to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. When Laban had gone to share his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household gods. Moreover, Jacob deceived Laban the Armin by not telling him he was running away. So he fled with all he had, and crossing the river, he headed for, he headed for the hill country of Gilead. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob had fled taking his relatives with him. He pursued Jacob for seven days and caught up with him in the hill country of Gilead. Then God came to Laban the Armin in a dream at night and said to him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country of Gilead, where Laban overtook him, and Laban and his relatives camped there too. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? You deceived me, and you've carried off my daughters like captives in war. Why did you run off secretly and deceive me? 
Why didn't you tell me so I could send you away with joy and singing to the music of tambourines and harps? You don't even let me kiss my grandchildren and my daughters goodbye. You have done a foolish thing. I have the power to harm you, but last night the God of your father said to me, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now you have gone off because you long to return to your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered Laban. I was afraid because I thought you would take your daughters away from me by force. But if you find anyone who has your gods, he shall not live. In the presence of our relatives, see for yourself whatever there is um, see for yourself whether there is anything of yours here with me, and if so, take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the gods. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two maidservants, but he found nothing. After he came out of Leah's tent, he entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel... Um, now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them inside her camel saddle and was sitting on them. Laban searched through everything in the tent but found nothing. Rachel said to her father, Don't be angry, my lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I, I am having my period. So he searched but could not find the household gods. Jacob was angry and took Laban to task. What is my crime? he asked Laban. What sin have I committed that you hunt me down? Now that you have searched through all my goods, what have you found that belongs to your household? Put it here in front of your relatives and mine, and let them judge between the two of us. I have been with you for twenty years now. Your sheep and, and goats have not mis miscarried nor have I eaten rams from your flocks I did not bring your animals torn by wild and wild beasts I I bore the loss myself and you demanded payment from from me for whatever was stolen by day or night this was my situation the heat consumed me in the daytime and the cold at night and sleep fled from my eyes it was like this for twenty years. I was in your household. I worked for fourteen years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks. And you changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you would surely have sent me away empty-handed. But God has not. But God has seen my hardship and to and the toil of my hands and last night he rebuked you laban answered jacob the women are my daughters and the children are my grand and the children are my children and the flocks are my flocks all you see is mine yet you can do but what can i do today about those daughters of mine and about the children they have borne come now let's make a covenant you and i and let it serve as a witness between us. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. He said to his relatives, Gather some stones. So they took stones and piled them in a heap, and they ate there by the heap. 
Laban called it Jegar Shadutha, and Jacob called it Gilead. Laban said, This heap is a witness between you and me today. That is why it was called Gilead. It was also called Misfa, because he said, May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take any wives besides my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember that God is witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, Here is this heap, and here is this pillar. I have set up between you and me. This heap is a witness, and the pillar is a witness, that I will not go past this heap to your side to harm you, and that you will not go past this heap and pillar to my side to harm me. May the God of Abraham and the God of Neymar and the God of their father judge between us. So Jacob took an oath in the name of the fear of his father Isaac, he offered a sacrifice there in the hill country and invited his relatives to a meal. After they had eaten, they spent the night there. Early the next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. Uh, Psalm chapter 11 In the Lord I take refuge. How then can you say to me, Flee like a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bows they set their arrows against the strings to shoot from the shadows at the upright in heart when the foundations are being destroyed what can the righteous do the lord is the holy temple the lord is on his heavenly throne he observes the sons of men his eyes examine them the lord examines the righteous but the wicked and those who love violence his soul hates. On this on the wicked he will ruin. Fear, fear I beg your pardon. On the wicked on the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulphur. A scoring wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous, he loves justice, upright men will see his face. Mark chapter twelve. He then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and went away on a journey. At harvest time he sent the servant to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shameless, shamefully. He sent the, still another, and that one they killed. He sent many others, some of them they beat, others they killed. He had one left to send, a son, whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. When 
What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read the scripture? The stone the builders rejected has been the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Then he, then he looked for a, I beg your pardon, uh, then they looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he was he had spoken the parable against them but they were afraid of the crowd so they left him and went away later they sent some of the pharisees and herodians to jesus to catch him in his words they came to him and said teacher we know you are a man of integrity you haven't swayed by men because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. It is right to pay taxes. Is it, uh, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. We, why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a, a Daenerys and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, Whose face, I beg your pardon, whose portrait is this, and whose ins- inscription? Caesar, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. Then the Sadducees, who were there, is no, I beg your pardon, let me start, uh, Verse 18, Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without having any children. The second one married the widow but he also died, leaving no children. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, Are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Nor now about the dead rising. Have you not read in the book of Moses, in the account of the bush, how God said to him, I am God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. One of the teachers of the law came to came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. 
The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he asked, How is it that the teachers of the law say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can he be his son? The large crowd listened to him with delight. As he taught, Jesus said, Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Such men will be punished most severely. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, he said, I tell you the truth, the poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. All right, thank you. Um, we'll be back tomorrow.